0: Hi and welcome to Home Education For All, or HEFA for short. At HEFA we believe that community is the heart of home education and so that's what we built. We built a community in the UK, helping, supporting and uplifting each other to be the best home educators we can be. And now we're coming to you via this podcast too. Stay tuned for all things home education in the UK via our amazing, experienced, knowledgeable and often hilarious team. We truly believe home education can be for everyone and we hope listening here will give you the confidence or knowledge you need if you've been considering home education. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. So this week I have another treat for you. I have another home-ed dad. Um, So as you guys know we are focusing on home-ed dads for this season and the reason for this is because we don't get to talk to home-ed dads very often. Um, You know we have quite a a low ratio of dads to mums in our Facebook group Um, despite you know the fact that both the parents will be involved in the home ed in some way. So um, that's why we're focusing on dads because, you know, our podcast is great, but there is not enough of a male voice in there. So today we are talking to Adam from Manchester, who uh, home eds your, um, oh, I completely forgot, six-year-old. <laughs>
1: Almost seven, years,
0: Almost seven-year-old. Um with yourself your wife and um as you also pointed out your great big dog
1: oh yes yes we have an alsatian husky cross
0: oh my and goodness that sounds amazing yes
1: he's is is, uh, is is wonderful and uh, i think they they first made friends when um when luca was maybe a couple of months old and uh my dog always likes playing with the dogs he runs over barks bows hits them on the nose and then runs away trying to get a chase and when luca was being changed on on the little sort of head height doggy head height bench and rocky was watching luca rolled over and hit him in the nose and um and i thought oh how's this gonna go so what did rocky do bark bow down ran off (laughs) (sighs) couldn't chase him then because he he couldn't even
0: crawl amazing i love hearing stories about home ed dogs they're the best um so how long have your been family been home educating?
1: I mean, formally, it's been a couple of years. But we'd been planning this for quite some time before that. Um, so we have been almost building a bit of a routine, working out, taking time to work out what we felt was important. In the couple of years, running up to when we would formally, you know, start where he would have entered mainstream school. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess... I would class it as real home education personally for maybe about four years. Yeah. Um, but, you know, he's now six, so he, he would have been um, in school for a couple of years.
0: Yeah. Fantastic. So did you guys decide to home ed from the start then? He didn't go um, to school at all.
1: Yeah. He, he went to um, he went to a nursery nearby, um, which he he did fantastic in. He's a real social character. And I guess we're kind of looking that he, He loves learning. Yeah. He he just loves that. Um, So he did really well there, you know, with his peers. And he even stayed on, what we ended up doing, was staying on a little bit later for six months when other kids went off to school. And he stayed there while we tried to, we'd been trying to work out the best way to approach it, you know, a ratio of, you know, getting help from parents or grandparents and, or whether we needed to find some kind of, kindergarten for a short period while um for the days where we me and my wife work as I as I touched on it we, we both work part-time but there is a slight overlap in the week where we are both working so we yeah. needed support for, for for um for a day or two depending on our working patterns um so yeah I mean we 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 started that um yeah so a couple of years ago we've been in it sort of full-time effectively
0: yeah uh, is there anything that made you guys decide home ed was was what you were just gonna go with?
1: And there were there was a lot of reasons. I I'm, I'm you know I'm sure we all have a lot of reasons, our own reasons for wanting to home educate, and it's vast and you know the diversity in the the group is sort of wonderful and the reasons behind it. Um, I had started. I am actually I'm quite education focused in a sense. Um, I saw the difference it made to my life. I I came from sort of a single parent, council house background where education in my area was poor and I didn't yeah. have much opportunity. But I luckily had a parent, my mum and my grandparents, who really tried to push me and get me out of that. And it and it kind of, and it worked. I ended up going to uni and um, I mean I studied economics at uni and it's it made such a change to my life. That I am actually, as I said, and this is—we all have our own reasons, and this is just yeah. mine. Um, I wanted to for him to get the best opportunities in life in the way that I viewed them, um, and I felt the best way of doing that was to get the very best education he could. So that led me to think, well, in the world, where is the best education? What are the best models for this? So he was maybe one and a half, two years old when I started to look at this. Yeah. Um, you can't. It, it appeared at the time that the countries that have the best outcomes in education seem to be the companies that didn't push the kids early. Yeah. You know, like I say, Nordic com- uh, countries where you know they don't even sort of formally start school until maybe seven years old, something like that. So that was where I thought, you know what, that is a model that I think could work for us, and if we apply that up to say seven, then we can take a view at that time. Um. I mean, I hadn't thought of it until my wife raised it. I really should give my wife the credit for this original thought of should we homeschool? Should we home educate? Um, and I was, I had, I guess, now this is where it kind of comes down to dads, I guess. I had what I would view as a standard dad worry that having gone through school in the way that I did and having had it toughen me up, as a lot say, I felt that might be important so that yeah. was one of the things I was 50 50 I thought maybe you need to go to school to you know experience that and then I, it was in discussions with my wife that I guess I came to the, I changed my view on that that was the only point that was holding me back having seen better outcomes elsewhere yeah and the point was I thought through the, with the help and guidance of my wife that we don't send our kids to war and we don't push them to experience famine just because in 30 years time they might get conscripted or we might suffer some terrible food shortage so why am I going to put my child through some of the things that I went through yeah because they may face difficulties in future and I thought there's better ways to do that if I can help him be a you know strong confident happy person yeah when those things come and when he knows he can always come back to us other members of the family you know we'll deal with that when we if if we ever have to
0: I absolutely love that approach uh, especially from a dad um because I know through uh conversations with my own husband and my ex-husband as well um and and from um family members in the generation before mine you know there's this such a big push for um you know well our I had to experience that, so they should too. Um, when actually the way that we, as historians, the way that we view history is, w- the reason we study history is to make sure that it doesn't happen again. Exactly. How do we make changes using what we know about what happened historically to to, to help the next generation not have to go through that? Mm. Um. And it's, it is a, a source of massive debate um, when it comes to mums and dads talking about home ed and the word resilience comes up um, an awful lot. Um, and, you know, that the fact that you've sort of taken that time and really had those conversations together as a family to, to get to the core of what it is you actually want and is there other ways to do that yeah. That means that my child doesn't actually have to do go through what I went through. Yeah. Um, it's just it's just wonderful to hear. Um, so you kind of came to this this space of deciding home ed as as a couple. It sounds like you know. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. We've you were both looking. looking yeah. go go
1: ahead (laughs) we've always tried to do everything you know really discuss and thrash things out together you know nobody really takes the lead we we recognize how important this is and it's like even when we came together originally you know we we had those chats about you know what do we want in life do our values align on these key things so when you come up to you know really important decisions like this maybe it's it's less of a battle we've been used to we've been used to discussing things important you know the beginning yeah um and I would say I've got to say there was kind of a selfish reason as well in the for the first couple of years of of Luca's life we uh I worked away a lot I was a consultant on big construction planning big construction projects and so that had me working all over the place and down the country and I missed so much in the first couple of years and I also felt I wasn't doing my duty and um it's kind of a bit of a indictment on society. And it's one of those things where you know company policies in a lot of cases drive the men to continue working and they drive the women out of the workforce. And it's just it it's an it's a terrible system. And the more I look at the I mean we're getting getting philosophical here, but No, go ahead.
0: We we love it.
1: (laughs) Good, good. The more you look at society, and there's other elements that I'll try and remember to bring in later on this, the more you look at the way society is constructed. It's not beneficial to family upbringing, I don't think. And it really penalises women in the workforce. And I, I hate that. It should. We should all have the same opportunities. And whereas it penalises women in the workforce, it penalises men with, yeah. with time with the family. So I did the two years away. And I was kind of lucky in a sense that I managed to build up a little bit of savings. So I, mean, I was in a privileged position at that point. I just couldn't spend because I was away. <laughs> you know. Um, so at that point, I came back and I said, you know what? I'm done with this. I was doing, you know, maybe 50 hours, 60 hours a week. So I approached my company and I asked if I could drop to to, to like part time, 30 hours, and they said it would harm my career if I did so. So I left. Good. I, was like, you know, I, I've got a little boy, I've got a wife at home, who wants also wants to continue to work and now have a career of her own. And I was like, you know what, I'm doing. We're doing this together as a family. We're not splitting this up. So I managed to find a, a really great company. Who, who was happy to take me on on that basis. So I started looking for them, and, and, and because of that, I was like, you know, why, why I've got this wonderful little boy who's so much fun, and he loves learning. I love learning. We can learn together. Yeah. If I'm at home, you know, why would I want to have somebody else educate my child? You know, and that was kind of the selfish aspect, and I just got used to hanging about with him, and I love it. Yeah. So, yeah. so then it's just been a case of when circumstances change, how can we and how can we maintain this? So, you know, we've had to change things, we've had to adjust, we've had to say, find a day of care here for him or a day of care there, and mm-hmm. and, and you know, and other settings to help us out along that path. But we've kept that that at that core where it's it's you know, it's us as a family learning together, it's not even us providing an education to him, we are learning together. Like and it's just I mean it, he, the other day we were arguing about how the bones in the ear work and how it changes air pressure from the hitting of the eardrum to the oval window through the three bones and I've only learned about this stuff because he's been find yeah. found an interest and then just dug into it so then I had to learn about it so then we were arguing about whether he it, it was asking what my favourite part of the ear were was and um and I said you know the bone that hits the oval window because that's what creates the extra pressure he was like no no it's the it's you know it's the you know cumulative impact of you know the, the bones together that magnifies the uh the pressure change it's like and he was right I was like right I'm googling this I'm googling this he's six he's six years old and um and I had to be humble yeah. <laughs> and accept that my six-year-old had just out biologied me so. I love
0: that so much. <laughs> <Yeah>. So much <laughs> of being home ed is being humble. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. a necessity. Um, is there anything you think is? Is there like a biggest challenge that you, as a home ed dad, have when it comes to home ed? Like other people, do you have any issues with other people's um, perceptions or views or anything like that? Uh.
1: I have had, but I, this is one of those, I suppose it's, it's in the wording. It's it's not my issue. Yes. Other people have issues. So, whereas for some people that, and I, again, I can certainly understand people with different views to me, different, you know, a different approach to me would have different difficulties. But if I, I have had people within family and friends group who have, voice their displeasure and if they voiced and i take this with anybody if i talk to people in the street or anywhere in shopping center wherever i am with luca and the, and the conversation comes up which it does if people come to me with a positive inquisitive attitude i will sell i will take my time to sell all the positives that i've found and i enjoy that but if they come with a negative attitude. I mean, first of all, with some family, I've I'm, I've effectively said I'm not I'm not interested in your views. Thank you. If you want to put them across in that way, I am not interested. Yeah. Um. But if people are interested and just wondering, then I'm I'm very interested. You know. And I've even with so with some people, I kind of reverse the question sometimes. So you know, you say they'll say if I if I sense a negativity there, why why why, why have you put your kids? Why, why are you home educating? What why, why won't they miss out on this 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 and this? And I say, why do you want somebody else to educate your child? You know yes. why why do you want your child to go into a classroom of 30 kids where he cannot be pushed if he's, you know, excelling in a particular area and can't be helped if he's struggling in an area? Why yeah. do you want that? Why why do you want that? That lack of care, that lack of why do you want to put them in a system which is chronically underfunded? Why do you want to, them to be educated by people who, because of certain policy, cannot now feed themselves? Yeah. They focus on your child if they can't feed themselves. No, so why? Why I So I, rever- I reverse it. If I sense the negativity, I reverse it in that sense. If it's positive, it's all about all the wonderful things that we do. Yeah. yeah.
0: I'm going to ask you a question that is not on the, the list Um mm-hmm. because I really want to know what you feel is the most important i hope you answer this the way that you've answered it in group what do you feel is the most important thing that kids need to know as part of their education wow i'll give you a clue okay good. when uh, i i've got a few things but
1: go on give me the clue when,
0: like a when i asked this question in heifer uh, you started talking about economics
1: Oh God, yes, absolutely. Right. So yeah, I was thinking more general then rather than specific. Yeah. So I touched on that I've studied economics at uni. And one thing that did for me was that it gave me such a a a more in-depth understanding of issues that we find around us, say in the media. um, and things that, you know, politicians say and other, you know, you know, editors of newspapers, columnists say. It gave me a better insight. I was able, I was better able to spot where I was being lied to, basically. And that is, I think if you study something like economics, it absolutely gives you a better insight into those things. You can tell when people are lying Yeah. in, you know, when it's big, important matters, for example, education funding. Or if, you know, yeah. go to my reg- area into NHS funding, you know, where, say, you know, doctors and nurses are being blamed for this, that and the other. If you have a good grounding in where the money's coming from and, um, you know, whose responsibility it is, you do not fall for the rubbish in the papers. And you don't fall for the rubbish that's coming out of a government now that is governing on lies, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: You, you try and stay away from politics and all that. And I try not to, but the problem we have is, politics is so ingrained in everything we do it's everything so living
0: living is a political act so it is. It is. I'm, I'm very political um not in terms of you know um blues versus reds and, and those mm. kinds of things I, I recognize that um the way that I live my life the values that I have the way that I bring my children up are, are po- it's political
1: yeah
0: exactly. because everything is so you know it's a, a huge part of our home education is um, critical thinking and um, developing those um, really important problem solving skills and um, collaborative skills and communication skills that we need for the the jobs that our children are going to go into in the future. Because those, those jobs don't exist yet. Um, but I know that there are 21st century um, skills that my kids need that i'm learning yeah that they yeah. just pick up like they're picking these things up really really easily but none of them are being really taught in school
1: yeah and you mentioned the critical thinking was probably the the, the best uh, condensing of, of, of the whole thing around economics and that was what that was the be- biggest thing i got out of it The critical thinking that's yeah. such a transferable skill so once you've Absolutely. got that, skill, that critical thinking you can then apply it in so many different areas, and um, and that's absolutely key. I mean, what yeah. I was going to mention when you was um, before you gave me the little uh, tip on what I've mentioned in the group was about not being afraid to make mistakes. Yes, that is that is so key. I was thinking a bit more general when when you asked the question then, and I just so that's why I wanted to just bring it back to that a little bit because I mean that is so. It's something that we struggle with. It's something I've always struggled with. And it's something that's held me back. I I have feared making mistakes. So yeah. then you withdraw from doing something that otherwise you might enjoy or might benefit you. I have a thing in me that forces me to do it anyway, even though I don't like it. <laughs> so I'll do it. Because I'll recognize that it's my internal challenge that I have to overcome and I'll do it. Even though I'm scared of looking a fool or whatever. And- yeah. I think Lucas kind of inherited that. It seems like he's inherited it from me. I don't know whether it's nature or nurture, but I've really tried not to push on him the the things that I've struggled with. I really try to help him with that, but I don't know, maybe it's just something in, in me that I've passed to him through the nature side of things that again he he struggles and gets worked up when it's making mistakes and doesn't do things just right. So I really try to help him with that, to try to let go. If something doesn't work out right, if it doesn't work out right, you can try again. Absolutely. And I just think I think that's something, one of the things that I really try and focus on as a general, as a general idea.
0: Yeah, it's it's something that I've noticed. Um, So I've got the benefit of having children that were in school and became home ed and one who has never been to school. So my 10 year old has never been to school, has never been to nursery, preschool, any of that kind of stuff. He has been a home ed baby from the get go. And the difference in him and his resilience and ability to try things out and not worry um, is so fascinating compared to his siblings at that age where they had been in school and they would rather not try than get it wrong.
1: Yeah, yeah, yes, I can. Yeah, I can absolutely see that. And I think I got that from there because you're being you feel like you're being judged in school you make some you get something wrong oh like well, effectively you are yeah
0: yeah you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah they they and, have and a specific that... you know a, approach to how you will learn to write for example and you need to hold the pen in a certain way and you need to be sat in a certain way and you know you need to form the letters in this way and it what it does is it it provides an excellent foundation for how to make sure all children across the board generally have this foundational level of skill, but it doesn't actually provide, it, it has so many negatives to it. When we, when we, you know, decide that there is an exact way to do something and there's no other way to do it, which is what curriculums, you know, um, national curriculums tend to do, it kind of doesn't allow for that creativity and that um, learn by trial and error. I don't know if you've seen um, on the group yesterday, I gave families a challenge yesterday. If you haven't seen it in group, those of you listening, do go and have a search my name for it. Um, and the challenge is uh, it's a de-schooling challenge. And basically, I challenge you to to learn something new this week. Um However, there are stipulations, which is that you cannot go and search out information on how to do it. You can't use technology or books or instructions. You can use what you've already got and your children. And that's it. Ah, that sounds, that's certain things. That I will have a look at that. Before. Good. Um, and the reason that I've set that challenge is because actually... You know, so many of us as adults are uncomfortable with trial and error and discovery learning. That we need to recognise if we're that comfortable with it, our children are going to be potentially uncomfortable with it too. And not only that, but in in the doing of the challenge, because uh, I've done it many times myself. When I get myself in a tiz, I'll go right. I need to learn something new and and struggle with it to remember how I learn what I'm learning, what processes are involved so that I can begin to recognise those when my children are doing something. Um, But yeah, if you you haven't seen it yet, do go and have a look, because this is the kind of thing that you're talking about, right? It's that fear of making mistakes, that fear of getting it wrong. Um, And most of us have that.
1: And it's so funny, I, I, I haven't thought of ever where it had come from in me. Until you mentioned the school environment, where you are sat there in front of peers, and you are sometimes made out to look like a fool. Effectively, I'd yeah. never, I had never thought of it. You've just, you've just, you've just done some kind of <laughs> like uh, job on me there. I uh, give <laughs> me something to think about. Very
0: interesting. apologies. Um, yeah. <laughs> so the the school based mindset runs deep, right? Yeah. And it's it's no yeah. one's fault. Ninety nine percent of people in the UK go to school. Um, there's only about 1% of us who home-ed our kids, and most of us have been to school and have then home-ed our kids. So, you know, you've got generation upon generation of these specific ways in which learning, we've been taught learning happens, and mm. although we recognise that learning happens in lots of different ways, it's really hard to kind of get out of the conditioned mindset that that we've had our whole life I'm 40 years old I've I was in preschool from two and a half three years old so you know and I I went to college I dropped out of college I've done open university like I I've done so much in terms of academic learning that it's been a real struggle over sort of the 10 years I've been home ed for me to really de-school myself and really you know deeply understand um I'm a very philosophical person though I like I like getting really into all of the oh where does that come from um so yeah it's I think it's really important stuff um for us as parents to do so that we can do the best for our kids um and it's really clear that you you and your wife have that mindset the mindset is that you know this is the path that you've chosen right now. It's working right now. You're constantly discussing and exploring, you know, how, how might, might that change in the future? All of those kinds of things. And I think that's just fantastic, quite frankly. Um, is there anything you wish you knew when you started HomeEd? You know, this is one. I had a little
1: look at the questions and, I, and this is one I actually struggled with. A little bit. Wish I'd knew. Wish I'd known. Um, I'm giving you a bit of dead air you know. I do apologize. No, you're all right. I thought about this, and it's I wish I'd have known there was such a community out there. I yeah. felt that's it, that's the one. I felt that we were gonna do this because it was the right thing to do. I was confident. I mean, it's funny, considering it was originally came from my, my wife, the original suggestion. I quickly became very confident about it. Whereas my wife has always been the one in a positive way, but questioning. You know, can we do this? Is it possible? Is it the right thing? And, and I've always been of the mindset. This is absolutely the right thing. There are so many positives and so few negatives, particularly at this at this time in this country, you know, maybe if we'd have been educated if we'd have been educating in the mid 90s, I might have felt a bit different where there was there appears to have been, you know, more funding going into into schools, you know, more re- effectively when I say respect from teachers, I don't I'm I'm not saying that as like a sort of like a, a boomer So no respect for teachers anymore. I'm saying it is in respect from authority. You know, yeah for, in the government for teachers where teachers exactly were trusted teachers were trusted and they were they appeared you know from what i've read and what i understand to have been supported by government and by funding and all those little things like sure start that was put in you know in the and all, all those kind of things that were put in to really help education from the start maybe back then the the balance would have been a bit closer yeah. But now I feel that it's some there's been so much drained out of what kids can get in mainstream school. That there's just it's so the balance is so fast for Home Ed that you know I've always been I'm just I'm so confident that it's the right thing to do. Um yeah. but I wouldn't have known what I didn't know at the time was that there would be such a broad, diverse um community out there, you know, with you know websites for you know for, for I don't know if you want to do worksheets. You know, some people do, some people don't. If you want worksheets, you can find them. If you, you know, if you want to do, you know, tracking where you, where you, your kids are up to, you can do that. You don't have to, but it's there. The, you know, uh, think things like that, you know, our forum and, and other forums, I didn't know they existed. Yeah. And that would have been, I wish I'd have known that. And that would have, at the start of it, made me feel like, yeah, this is actually a big movement we can be involved in. Whereas before it was like, I, we will do this whether we are on our own or not because it's the right thing for him. But there was that worry of not having wider support. And yeah. I've seen there's wider support, and also be able to just pass on a little bit of help to people if you know if, if if you know if what we do works for other people. You know, yeah. it's one of those things. I never push on my way of my way of seeing things, my way of doing things. or Our way of doing things. I never push that on people, but i I always want to explain it. In case it fits somebody else. That's that's one of the things. I wish I'd have known that at the start. And that would have made me feel more relaxed. I was confident, but I wasn't relaxed. Now I'm relaxed and confident.
0: I love that. Um, I don't think it's on the questions. Uh, It's usually on the questions. So I don't know why I've removed it. I will double check. No, no, it is there. I just missed it. Um, Do you guys have a particular home ed style? Or is it kind of, you know, winging it or...
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I can. We kind of do. We, we like to. We recognize that Luca, when he is focused on something, he will really go for it, and he will get such an interest in something. Like he's down before I came up here. He was downstairs. He's currently interested in the ear, like I mentioned yeah. before. He's currently downstairs making a Play-Doh model of the ear. That includes all the bones, all the bits inside. And so he's got that focus now. So I guess our approach is spotting where his focus is and enabling it. Not curtailing it, not saying you have to come off and do this instead. Let him effectively almost do that until he's exhausted his interest in it, in a sense. And then he's ready to move on to something else yeah and the, the ear thing has come from a wider interest in biology because obviously you know six-year-old kids always interested in the uh the interesting stuff aren't they oh yeah the, the amount of time like what he got really into the digestive system of every, course every bit of the digestive system so when you're discussing that in a queue test score, and that's you get some really funny looks um but you know it, and he moves, and he has moved around. Um, he's moved around the human body in his interest, and he knows so much. I, I took him to physio with me the other day. I've got like a sports injury, and he was talking to the physio about about the quadriceps. And he was like, he knew that. And then, you know, I was at the doctor's the other day with I've got a dodgy ear. I'm, I've done a lot of things, a lot of sports, and I've got a lot of after effects from, them, yeah. unfortunately um so so unfortunately he he comes along with the odd hospital visit he was talking to the doctor and explaining the work to the doctor and that effectively in summary is our style it's allowing him to go in the direction he wants to go in but um and this is where me and my wife differ slightly but it's positive because again we, we cover different areas ourselves i do want to also make sure bases are covered so you know if we're in the car for example and i, I know you know, some people cannot stand the thought of times tables i was terrible at times tables some people think they're useless some people think you're a benefit again i'm I, i'm you know i do not tell anybody what to think on that but i feel like it's a fair base to have you can have that a base of understanding of number patterns it will yes. help you visually see things and and all that kind of thing and um so we will sit and we will do the odd times table in the car and i will try and help him um work out patterns see patterns you know eight times table like up 10 down two. say for example yeah and i was terrible i was not good at maths at school um so i do like to get a ground and my, my wife has questioned me on that because she sees it slightly differently of you know where is the benefit in this and we discuss it and and we come to a conclusion
0: yeah i love that i love that because uh, myself and my husband um are very similar we have we have very different views on um you know what should and shouldn't be a thing and um we're unschoolers so my approach is um, to literally facilitate what my kids are are doing and help them do more of it Um, and the job for me is to recognize what learning is happening not for it's not their job to do show me what learning it's my job to see the learning (laughs) Um, and my husband on the other hand is like no I want a worksheet in front of me to be able to show me what they learned okay. um and that's a confidence thing he's um so I'm uh I stay at home and he works full time um so it's a confidence thing he as he said he's not around the children um 24 7 like I am to be able to recognize all of those things that are happening naturally so when he asks how how what have you been up to today and the kids go oh um uh, I played on Roblox. Um, he, if he hears that enough times, he's like, um, "I'm panicking a little bit." Um, but he's learned over the years that actually, I, I love it when he has the little light bulb moments where he goes, mm-hmm. "I can't believe we've just had this conversation," and you know, how how has he learned all of those things and and that kind of stuff? Because he, in those moments, he really gets it and. It's those moments that I remind him of uh, when he's having a panic. Um, So, yeah, I think I think it's really normal for parents to to have different views about what's important in education. And like you said, it's about you guys coming together and, you know, having those conversations. Um, We do that as a family. Um, We started doing that when they were quite young Um, where we kind of have a round table and we talk about, you know, as a family, what what's important to us? um, What have our values changed at all? Has as somebody's getting older. So one very small example is um, dinner time. Um, I've always had a thing where dinner has to be eaten at the table with all of us. It's really important. Um, And actually, as my kids have got older, my eldest is now 20 and my youngest is 10. um, It's been really important for me to recognise that our values change and our ability to do things changes um, as we become more independent from the family unit. So, you know, there's a couple of days that we try and eat together and the rest of the time, um, you know, we'll... It's now a case of, you know, okay, that person's not going to be until later. I'll pop that on the side for them and not feel like it's the end of the world because actually they're out with their friends, they're socializing, or they're at a after-college club, or, you know, various different things. And what's important to me isn't necessarily what's important to them. Um, so yeah, it's it's definitely a struggle as they get older. Um for for us parents to let go of what we you know see as important but that's that's the beauty of what what you guys are starting with which is that you're already there when Luca is small that you're already doing those those discussions those collaborations working out how how you can make it work and everybody be happy and all of that kind of thing it's it's a very unschooly mindset I must say (laughs) um to finish off Um, because otherwise I could just talk to you forever. Um, What's one piece of advice you have for home ed dads out there that are listening? Right oh that is
1: the advice for the home ed dads. First I would guess and this comes across in quite a lot of questions that we see on different home ed forums and it's about I think Dad struggle a little bit or can struggle a little bit with challenge from, say, people in the workplace and whatnot and other people challenging why they are and giving up their negative views on home education. And I guess the bit of advice that I would say is you've taken the time to look at this and you've taken a big decision. to to go along the home education route be confident in your decision be confident in it because people will challenge you consistently yeah but you better remember that this is between you any partner that you may have and your child or children that's your little unit you're doing it for them for you know have i got you back i just lost you for a minute yeah i'm Um, back like basic, I think I don't know exactly when I lost you, but what I was I suppose the, the, the punchline is you do not have to justify yourself to anybody else. Yeah. You're doing it for you and your family. That's who you're doing it for. You've taken the time, you've done your research, you've made your decision, you know, things change, but there's nobody you have to justify it to. So don't feel you have to. And if your employer tells you you will ruin your career by leaving more, more time with your family yeah not an employer you want to be with
0: amen to that that's a bit of a mic drop to leave it on there adam <laughs> thank you so much um we're definitely having you back on the podcast um to come and chat to us maybe about um economics some more it yeah, really interests me and I'm actually interested. thanks to you um myself and the boys bought an economics book brilliant brilliant yeah yep yeah. oh, so we've been having a nose through that um so thank you for that
1: for Love those of you
0: listening um thank you so much for joining us on yet another heifer podcast if you have any questions any thoughts on today's episode then you can leave your comments on spotify um, there's usually a question on there saying, what did you think of the podcast? Um, you can also leave us voice notes as well via Spotify, which is new and quite fun. Um, I do like receiving voice notes on Spotify because it's really nice to hear people's voices um, when they tell us what they think of the podcast. For those of you who are new to home ed, you can find us at HEFA, which is home ed for All we are a Facebook forum. Um, We also have the podcast. We have um, Instagram, normal Facebook and a website as well. So do search us out. Um, We are for anyone who is home educating, is considering home educating, is having struggles and not sure what to do with their child's education. Come and join us and we can support you. So until next week, Take care and we will see you then.